0: Welcome to World Building Live. World Building Live is a bi-weekly meetup of the Mastermind Adventures professional dungeon masters led by Ali Selentic, Master of Lore, Game Designer, and Head Writer. Each series, the team works together to create a full world that can be used as a homebrew setting for any campaign. They invite the audience to join them in that endeavor. Join us live on Monday nights on the Mastermind Adventures Discord server to participate in any of these sessions. The link can be found in the description. Um, my, I can share like kind of a, an anecdote about that, but um, I've been playing in uh, I've been playing Pathfinder with my husband pretty much since we first got together about ten years ago, and maybe eight years ago now. Um, some of his friends um, uh, in the school that he was going to um approached him and were like hey you know how to play the dnd can you run the dnd for us and he was like sure i can um let's let's play this um adventure path on in, from pathfinder which is uh kingmaker i don't know if any of you are familiar with kingmaker um they did release a video game of it it's not quite as good as the adventure path but it does fix a lot of the plot holes um so we spent about five years playing kingmaker and Uh, in kingmaker part of the thing that you do in kingmaker is you build a kingdom you have these monthly sessions that are called uh the the kingdom turn where you are rolling dice to see how much money you generate you're building like new buildings in the towns that you have you're exploring areas claiming new hexes um and you end up with this kind of big hex map of your kingdom with these these kind of cities just built up there there's events that can happen every month you know like two noble families are feuding um kobold's attack uh you know like there's a drought there's a shortage of food or water it's it's really it was really fun because in between those like kingdom turn very mechanical sessions we had these like great role-playing sessions where we were playing the rulers of this kingdom and we all got to do this cool stuff so when that game ended when we like finished the adventure path we were like well like we're basically level 16 there's really no nowhere to go from here and um my husband was like well why don't we i want to i want to run a continuation of this game but i want to do it like 20 years in the future where we are now um like you're playing basically the next generation the first generation of natives born in this kingdom and uh like let's see what happens and the the point of that was that we're so invested in this kingdom because we built it like the three players like the three people that played kingmaker and uh one new person who's the the wife of one of the originals um oh look there he is okay. um uh i'm talking about kingmaker and, hey, and i, I about actually
1: this. wanted to to butt in for a second and say that um additionally during the kingdom t- turns like not while you guys were like doing the like oh we want to build this building in this section but the parts where you guys were like discussing the like various um like things that you wanted to do sorry i'm driving um so uh the the things that you wanted to do like long term with your kingdom also sparked some like really interesting like role play. Okay, yes, thank you. Um also sparked some really interesting role play because like you guys were like the, the joke on the forums was like never in my life have I had to discuss discuss constitutional law at a role-playing game before. So Yeah,
0: yeah. But like the, the point of it is that we're all so invested in this story and this kingdom and like so when when Tom threatens the kingdom with, you know be it natural disaster or like political coup we're all very very adamant about defending it and like working towards it um which i just think is like i think that's the purpose of doing a big world building game like this like collaborative world building is just i think it's just very it's very it's very cool it's a cool thing to do um and i'm glad that we're we're all gonna be building it together um uh so yeah so uh so yeah so i have the world builders guidebook um, i've used this to build worlds um uh it is a old school ad and d um supplement written by richard baker um and like i said it kind of ha- it, it it goes as far as like having you draw things like tectonic plates and figuring out which way the winds blow and uh you can get really really into minute detail with it which i think is uh fun but also a little overwhelming we're not going to go that deep um at least not right now uh but it has a lot of really just great tables for kind of sparking um you know looking at things in a different way um they kind of have like uh they have a whole section that we're probably going to be talking about today that is uh just world hooks which is basically like what what is your world about what is it going to be you know is it is it like an archipelago world like earth sea or is it um you know like uh like volcanic uh like with a lot of tectonic activity really cool stuff um but it goes as far down into like political uh affiliations within kingdoms um you can do the book from like two directions basically going from top down which is like start with like the planet that it's on and build down to like the the kind of minutiae of it or start with like a single town and then build a world up from that if you've already kind of explained that you have this town and you know what it is and what it what it involves you have the plot to a campaign but you have you need to fill out the world that goes with it um so that's one of the books that i always return to when i think about world building um and then the other one that i have is um worlds without number uh which is a fairly new release it released in the last couple of years i believe um uh and it is uh it's a it's a role-playing game um mostly uh it's written by Kevin Crawford, who also did um Stars Without Number and Um, I believe it's called Godbound. Um, and all of them kind of have a similar system and uh like they are all kind of built in the same system. Just Stars Without Number is very sci fi. Uh Worlds Without Number is um fantasy, but with like kind of a post apocalyptic twist. Um if any of you are familiar with uh Numenera, which is the Monty Cook kind of uh fantasy response to fourth edition DD. Um it's it's like a Numenera is set a billion years in the future when like there have been nine previous worlds to this world and uh everything is really weird and people like worship plastic bags that they find in the wasteland. It's kind of a little weird, but also very cool. Uh, Definitely has like a fantasy world that's like a post-apocalyptic sci-fi world. at the same time um so worlds of that number is kind of tuned towards that uh the idea is that like on this planet um aliens aliens exist and they took over the world um but now they're kind of gone and humanity is building back up to what they have so now there's all these like feudal psionic uh like strongholds and weird giant holes in the ground where people live um but it does have a really cool um system for kind of building a campaign via world building um and kind of populating things out and also uh it's great with factions um which are kind of an active gm game behind the role-playing game where you have all of these factions that are working uh against the pcs or with the pcs and against each other as well um and it has a whole system for kind of <laughs> populating and and just making them kind of active players in the world, uh, which I think is a really cool thing.
2: Um. So to get the point about factions, I wanted to suggest something in regards to like NPCs and. NPCs, because um, I think that factions is a really, really great way of running NPCs. Instead of trying to nail down an NPC, run a faction instead and build NPCs for the for factions, and that way you get better ideas about them. Then um, there are a few games along that line that are very really similar to um, Worlds Without Number and Stars Without Number called uh, Lineage.
0: Mm-hmm
2: um really great line of games definitely recommend if we're gonna do something like this again but for like npcs and characters
0: yeah that would actually be really fun to do kind of like a let's populate the world with npcs session um i kind of like that uh this is also well this is our first our first discord event in general but our first stage and our first episode of world building live so uh this Probably will not stay exactly the same in format once we kind of nail down what works and what doesn't. So, uh, be prepared for some minor changes to things like that.
3: Yeah, Um, we're doing an NPC session. I mean, I've been known to create factions just around an NPC. I thought of.
0: Yes, I love. I love that. (laughs) If the character's
3: too good, you have to have something that goes with it. Exactly. Definitely.
0: Yeah, and and building building like that makes the world feel more alive. That's kind of my. My thought for the, these worlds is that we'll have worlds that feel alive to the players and to the GM that make it easy for them to just kind of slot themselves in and find a place to be and just kind of build it out. Um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in the world should have some mystery to it. I don't, when I world build and when I read other um, like campaign settings, I, I don't like it when they define everything. And kind of make every they answer every question that they pose and i feel like that that kind of that's not fun because if the world's already been totally discovered and explored and we already know everything about it like why are we playing the game at all the game is partly about exploration Um, no matter what system you're playing there's always an exploration aspect to it always looking for the unknown so the world kind of needs unknowns in that uh that sense i think um so that's why i'm also going to advocate to not build out every single part of the world because uh you know the world the world should be mysterious in at least a little bit of a way um so uh so i figure for our first uh our first session we should probably focus on like the premise of the world um uh what the map might look like um things like uh general cosmology and maybe like um like the i called it the gimmick in my notes um but the uh the thing that makes this world different and special
4: the defining Uh, feature
0: yeah pretty much you know like is this a world where like the land moves uh is this that on a gas planet where everything is a floating island um you know stuff like that that will kind of spark that creativity in in all of us Um, so uh so okay so what do we want to start with um i can i can roll a couple things on my my world hooks table um they've got like uh so basically there's like it's a double table you know like uh you roll a d percentile and then it gives you a smaller table to roll on like many ad and d books filled with tables (laughs) um so like some of the options here are like um what kind of climate does the world have um, what are like the major sites of interest? Um, is there a particular like real world culture that we can draw a uh, parallel to to kind of help us spring from there? Um, what what are the problems affecting the world or what is like the situation of the world? And then um, what happened in the history of the world to make it different? Um, so I'll roll a little percentile and we'll see, see where that comes from. Yeah, let's see what it comes up with. Uh, 24. So that's like climate or landform so
4: honestly my favorite place to
1: start
0: yeah i i think that's very it's very evocative so 96 98. and because i rolled that that's a five so climate or landform forest Does that
3: spark anything with anyone? I kind of like the idea of a world just covered in different flavors of forest and people, people uh, live in the canopy or in the limbs. And the, the ground is actually a dangerous place for sentient life. That that's where the monsters are. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Have you ever seen Mm -hmm. that? Uh, it was like a it was like one of those short twitter stories where it was like um these two people like climbing down into like a forest where like the world was like kind of um i don't want to say it was like flat but like the the seas were ocean were the like the oceans were trees instead and i was gonna
4: talk about that
0: yeah and so it was was, like that was one of
4: my favorite things i've ever seen for world building i think
0: yeah yeah so we could also do kind of something like that where you know these vast forests cover the land and that's where everyone has to live and there's different types but like i love the idea of like beneath the canopy lies the danger um
2: the thing that I love about um, trees in general, when they get really, really, really old and they're stuck ground for a long time they start to petrify. Have you guys ever gone out to um, the Redwood Forest out in California? And, okay, if you ever get a chance, absolutely go. There's this huge, I'm talking massive stump. And, it's so big and so old that the stump is as hard as stone now and like you can like knock on it, and it <laughs> up like a marble so like one of the things that came to mind for me was like Trees so old that the roots of them and the the bases of them are So like people will come and start things into them, or will come and like use the bases of the trees as building blocks instead yeah. of like cutting them down. we just let them grow until they start to petrify. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I like that.
3: In a place like this, that means that uh, metals and such would be an extremely expensive material and expeditions to the uh, the surface, like the actual surface of the world would be a thing people would have to do to get, uh, say, metals or any sort of minerals, you know, like it has to be done. and It probably has to be done by very specialized people and people that don't mind a little danger.
0: Ooh, I like that oh this is good i'm getting like i'm getting goosebumps um awesome so metal is extremely expensive i mean that in itself just gives you a whole lot of things that uh that really work well for like seeds for a campaign you know um like kingdoms that need to send down like these kingdoms that are situated over like very rich um like mineral veins might have like them their castles built all the way down to the ground um i also like the idea of having like huge monsters that are just kind of roaming uh roaming the land um do we think that all of the trees are like enormous trees or are they like d- does it depend on what like biome you're in that depends on the kind of trees that are there
3: yeah i feel like uh climate and circumstance would be a big factor when you when it comes to like uh I mean, you can, you can make biomes out of different kinds of trees. You know, you, mm. you take the idea of the evergreen, like the Aspen or whatever, and you can make a whole biome out of that, just how people live, you know, like mm. how the tops of the trees are not exactly the, uh, the sturdiest of, uh, like of all the, the other ones, you know, like mm. it, I'm, I'm just saying like the environments could be vastly different depending on where they are because trees are different depending on the climate, you know? Just take everything that you you know about, like cold uh, cold weather trees, jungle trees, stuff like that, and just heighten mm-hmm. the crap out of it.
0: Oh yeah. Um, uh, what is that tree? Is it the quaking aspen? I don't remember. There's some tree where there's a there's an enormous forest of it, and it's all one tree. It's just a tr- like one tree that sent up like it sent its roots out, and they all like sprouted from those roots. All of these trees, but they're all like a single organism.
4: Uh, I can' I, I think that is the is, I, is
0: it yeah I think so could be wrong but uh,
3: Probably also know. means that wind power would probably be a big thing on this planet since traveling between everything would be very difficult and like uh, you know you're not exactly burning things very much. Up there, oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you forest. you can, but forest fires are <laughs> deadly. I imagine the fire department's a pretty big deal. Oh, that tells me that there's, yeah, that tells
4: me that there's very strict laws concerning fire yeah, so that would
2: mean that saps, honeys, and waxes are probably more likely to be used for lightning and more things. Mm-hmm. I just thought of like massive uh, mushrooms there's a story I, I don't know if I've told the story before, but there's this um story that false stems um tells about the trees in seattle washington and how in the 50s and in the 60s they killed off a bunch of black bears because the black bears were sparring the trees to mark their territory and that made mushrooms grow on them and when they did that they started to kill off the bee population come to find out that the bees actually used to use the spores of the mushrooms the amadou mushroom that would grow off of the uh, mushroom out of the mushroom scars mm-hmm. and they would use that to inoculate themselves from disease and weather, etc. And but because they killed the bears, that killed the bees. Just mm-hmm. random factoid, But that just made me think about that for some reason.
0: Well yeah, like I mean there's forests in particular I feel are so um there's there's such a delicate balance between uh like successful forests and unsuccessful ones you know like there's a lot that goes into it but just like the the ecosystem of the forest like you think of like the rainforest um and the ecosystem in there and how like each individual insect is like you know it it, the the prey patterns and the predator patterns and um things like you know like carnivorous plants and and uh other like kind of weird things that all kind of feed into that ecosystem of keeping everything going and the moment that someone kind of messes with that it sets off a chain reaction i think that's like something we could really exploit for something
2: was a fun thought um we were talking about how be difficult to travel and how wind power would be fun what if we had um giant ants as traveling uh mounts
0: Ooh, i kind of like that um well you figure like i mean most of the most of the ecosystems of these forests are probably going to lean towards gigantism um you know if that's where all of the if that's if all the monsters are big then everything's just going to keep growing bigger and bigger so like the idea of like harnessing the power of like insects because they'd probably be the easiest thing to deal with in terms of like um almost like it's kind of like that old um uh like the three five um or pathfinder classification of like vermin where like vermin don't have like an intelligence score they're they all like they're hive minds basically you know they they all they just have instinct that they work on and so like they're it's very difficult to control them and to uh kind of um just interact with them in a way that you would interact with an animal. Um, And so you have to be very specialized to do that. Kind of like, you know, you have, you have like insect druids who are the only ones who focus on like, you know, becoming a part of the colony in order to um, like control some of these insects that will help. I mean,
3: that sounds pretty good.
0: Yeah. Like, like bees would be so important in the society, I feel like. Um, in in the forest that that can host them i mean bees are bees can live in a bunch of different climates but um like the idea of like pollination being a very important thing or um even down to like just uh food you know honey um in in a place where you know food is probably fairly scarce because you don't really have the ground to grow it on you have to Probably focus on, um, like hydroponics, maybe, or or some sort of uh, enclosed area that can support plant life.
2: Well, if the entire climate is bunch of trees, I wouldn't expect there to be um, the evolution of most most plants to start to go to vines yeah. or to, or to like parasitic or symbiotic. Different the um, when the with mushrooms, yeah, different types of grapes or different types of cukes or maybe mangoes—all vine variants instead of yeah. them being growing directly from the tree. Ooh, yes. And there's also a bunch of plants out in um, the Amazon that grow specifically on nothing but the water from the of the mormon yeah so a bunch of plants that are arrow plants oh you're getting a little a little
0: garbled
2: there Susie. i was saying there are a bunch of plants that are arrow plants so they <laughs> they can be grown specifically like not rooted at all
3: mm-hmm I had a couple thoughts here. Okay. Um, with all this, uh, like the landforms and stuff, like it's all trees, right? We would have we would have to have maybe like a floating forest, like on top of water, you know, like in like a, an ocean of trees. Yeah. Um, but also I'm thinking wildfires are a huge deal and it would take forever for them to burn through these enormous trees that are covering our planet, right? Mm-hmm. That means that we probably would have like an ocean of fire like there would be an entire ocean of trees that are currently burning and they're so huge they've been burning for hundreds of years and like going there is a huge deal like it's a no-go zone pretty much and you don't have people have no idea what's inside
2: that is terrifying
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) right But
4: that—that's. could almost, almost have root forests popping up in like empty rings of fire. Like, how fast do we think the the trees could grow here? Is the, the whole planet covered because the trees just grow at an alarming rate all the time until they get Ooh. to their max height? Or, I mean, I, I'm picturing like, you know, the chaparral biome um, where the whole thing is replenished by fire. Yeah so uh, i wonder i mean if if fire is obviously going to be a problem i feel like there'd be a whole bunch of like these fringe plants that would kind of like grow and maybe provide like a fire bank to stop the spread
0: yeah yeah almost you could almost do like a cool uh like seasonal flooding aspect with like there's the trees that grow up around this like eternally burning ocean of trees um are replenished by fire like you were saying and um like you know every at a certain time the wind changes the fire blows and catches all of these alight and uh then the fire burns out and the trees grow back up
3: yeah they, they just gotta hold out till monsoon season right
0: yeah yeah you know like it's it's like the Nile flooding you know that created a lot of rich soil but this like ash can also create really rich soil and some trees can only be seeded by burning them because their seed pods are so hard they need to crack them um,
2: love your idea yeah
1: uh,
4: it also, if we're if we're gonna be focusing on it's, it's it's easy to do this for the whole world but if we're gonna be do, do we feel like we need to narrow it down to maybe like one continent or one area of it so we have something that we can develop more like finely like more, like more fine-tuned we start uh, big right
0: yeah i think i think starting starting with like the the big world and then we'll drill down to like yeah. individual areas you know um because i imagine that like this world can't be a very heavily populated world. It's a dangerous world to live in. So there's gonna be vast stretches of areas that are just kind of empty. And we can just say some big things about that and then drill down to like, hey, there's this like one community that lives here, you know, in this like grove of ancient redwoods, and this is their culture and what they do and how they do it. Um Yeah, so I think I think that we should start big and then go down small, like, after that. Uh, I like
4: that. Every biome could almost have its own civilization within it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's what would happen anyway, but, I mean, I don't know if maybe the wood elves would have one kind of forest, or, you know, if, like, where would each one of these races feel like, like most at home?
0: yeah yeah okay. i mean love world building <laughs> i know i love it too one, like, one
4: question always leads to another
0: it is yeah exactly um the idea of like i like oh okay so let me let me uh let me pose this question um was the world always like this or is this something that happened
3: I kind of like the idea that um, the tree thing, the phenomenon that is the tree thing, has been going on for a long time, but it is an invasive uh, phenomenon. Like something went wrong at some time. Nobody knows exactly how it happened, but uh, the world wasn't always all forest. Mm -hmm. And I'd like. That's good
0: because then we can have like ruins down in like the deep parts of the forest. Yeah, and I'd like to think of the.
3: I'd like to think of some people's living underground, like the the world is, is also kind of hollow, you know? Oh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's if they could either be an antagonistic force or they could be a civil civilization entirely alien to the folks up top. Yeah, um,
1: at the at the risk of just chiming in randomly, uh, I'm always a huge fan of like interplaner stuff uh, personally so like an invasion from like the plane of like elemental plane of plant i forget what it's actually called but like could also be kind of cool um like some wizard did a thing and like suddenly everything went wrong but that's my two cents
0: i'm kind of imagining like uh like a like maybe uh like a druid circle got fed up with um you know, like the people encroaching on nature and and cutting down entire forests to fuel their like war machines, or you know, what it things that druids get upset about. Um, and like yeah. they enacted this like in- massive spell that ended up just taking over the whole world. And now, um, like, no, those what?
1: not saying that you have to do it this way either, but like you could also do the like the hubris of man versus nature and like. They tried to fix it, and thus only made things worse. Like they tried to make nature better, and nature rebelled.
0: Yeah, yeah, our... or something like that. Like, I kind of it, it feels like um, like you could have a really interesting like world antagonist that is you know like maybe the maybe, maybe the maybe the the people who are like living underground are like the remains of those druids or whoever did this to the world and like they went they went down while everyone else went up and so uh all of their magic is now very tied to like earth magic which is like probably rarely seen in this world so i had a west marches campaign
4: that um i kind of dropped the players into like i kind of developed the whole world but across from them was an island that had a rip in the fabric between that plane and the feywild Ooh. And the Feywild was sending all this energy, and it was basically planting trees and growing them so fast, and then shoving them off the other side of the island. So this almost like if, if we're talking like a cataclysm, like a major event, maybe, you know, maybe some angry arch Archfey
0: or Ooh. yeah, some, like invasion from the Wilds. Some ribbon in the Feywild yeah. opened
4: up. Oh, anybody who practices this magic. I like the idea of like the druids being the bad guys.
0: Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, like there's there's a i mean i feel like druids toe that line between like uh like nature and savagery a little bit like you know they turn into animals regularly so why don't they have like animal appetites you know why why don't they think like the animals that they become and not necessarily like the humans that they are or the the humanoids i should say Um, i think that would be an interesting kind of thing to do too.
2: I wanted to touch back on the thing that Thomas was saying about the planar event. Something actually was the idea that this was supposed to be a, a catastrophe. This was supposed to be something that was supposed to take over the world and cover it with a vine and so on and so forth. But because of the inherent nature of The world as it is. Um, And because of the inherent nature of nature magic, the intent was twisted. And instead of it being this like mild um, bramble that covered the world and caused it to be you know, this apocalyptic landscape, it came this verdant green landscape where like everything just grows so damn fast. i was one yeah. thing that I was like and there's like this section where you can still see like it's dark out that way. Right? And there's a section of the world uh, where it's just filled with nothing but brambles and thickets. Mm-hmm. and, and sh- design like uh,
1: like 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 terraforming gone wrong is what i have got. yeah yeah
2: like this was supposed to be oh got better but what
0: was that,
4: that it's difficult to hear him
0: <laughs>
2: it's, it's, it's like oh man terraforming. Went wrong. did he find it out better
0: like not yeah. well i, I kind oh. of like the idea of like yeah like someone maybe someone was trying to like destroy the world but they ended up just changing it um you know like they like i like the idea of like there being like a bramble forest kind of where it's just it's like i imagine that below below the canopy the the tree line is probably um like the the forest underneath is either going to be kind of rainforesty, where you have to like hack your way through it or it could be like a pine forest i mean it depends on the trees obviously where like you have um you have these like pine leaves just like coating everything and stopping everything else from growing so it's easy to kind of cross through those pine
2: cones um, the size of smart cars like
0: oh um, yes
2: if the reason why no one no one knows about these is because the only actual way to get through them from the surface is through that bramble thicket. Yeah. So it's like it's like a double double layer. They're they're hidden underground and they're hidden underground underneath the bramble thicket. So yeah. Yeah. This...
3: I'm
4: now I'm picturing um the civilizations that might have been there before like say say like a you know group or a city that had a whole bunch of powerful mages and stuff like they probably wouldn't let the forest just do its thing i'm picturing like mountaintop cities that's just constantly being like blasting back the forest
0: ooh or like um uh like a like an undersea bathysphere world on like place where the mages like put a a um like a massive like bubble over the world and now like they're just living there under like in in the middle of this forest nothing can pass through the barrier um and they're using magic to like generate light to grow things or um you know like refresh the air inside and like you could there's so many little like we could put so many little pockets of things that are just like hey here's a weird spot where like you know everything is different over here um i like imagine it. how
4: terrifying the kelp forests would be
0: oh <laughs> oh my
4: gosh you, you think the rainforests are bad wait till you see what dwells within yeah kelp
0: actually that's the... an interesting thought is there are there any like big stretches of water left Or have they all been taken over like i'm like you we could do a cool thing with like a sargasso sea kind of thing where it's like hey there's water here but like it's so choked with like kelp and plants that it's basically passable like land but
3: yeah i was thinking something like that uh but also there would be like a floating continent of uh like trees with interwoven roots with soil between them like floating around out there oh yeah oh yeah i like that have we talked about any of the races yet? Not really. Uh, I, I, d- I just got back. Things, but... Okay, yeah, I was I was thinking okay. dwarves and other underground races should be daredevils. Like they cannot wait to get to the surface and do what they do. For some reason, it attracts them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, like that. I'm just imagining like a dwarven explorer like rappelling down a giant tree.
1: Like, yeah, just, just laughing the
0: like a Just screaming. I, I live for this. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like that's that's a really interesting way to think of it too because like you could have very like standard fantasy races but the and have them have their same kind of like things like dwarves go underground it's just that the underground in this case is below the canopy so they're still not necessarily under the ground completely but they're like that like kind of diving to the ground i bet there's like i bet they have a religion all based around like the ground yeah they they and, all like rocks they
3: all hear they hear the call of the surface and they all want to follow it and it and they're very short because of it
0: yeah wait i didn't hear that stacy
2: jumpers and squirrel suits <laughs> flying squirrel suits. absolutely um, Hey,
0: yeah, that's that's another really cool thing. Here we now?
4: Where a, a place where finally the ranger is
3: like the most well-paid of all the different
2: <laughs> no longer yeah. the worst class in the indie. It,
3: it's all difficult terrain all the way down. You you want to get there? Good luck. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> My price just doubled.
0: Oh, uh, see now I'm just like, oh, you could do a whole campaign where like everyone is playing like a ranger and they're hired out to like escort people across these vast areas. Oh yeah. This is awesome.
4: Uh, and and may you know maybe one of the rope bridges is falling apart and they gotta try and fix it or yeah.
0: oh. Or like you could even <laughs> have like, oh they're like woodcutters. They have to go in and like clear a path to like Nobody this was... this area.
4: Somebody was talking about vines. Have you guys seen the pictures? um I believe the the places in India, but in the, some of the rainforests in India, they have cultivated the roots and the vines of some of yes, the so trees.
3: Yeah, I've seen that one. It's beautiful.
4: Awesome! Beautiful. Wow. I'm, I'm picturing like that kind of stuff where people have tried to make these huge like rope bridges out of the vines of the trees and
3: yeah.
2: The mulberry trees are really, really good. If you guys have any mulberries in your backyard at all, get yeah. two, two or three of them together. Start like messing with them in time to, to the branches together. You'll have some fun stuff. Somewhere.
0: Yeah.
4: I thought to do that. It's cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some like great, just great pictures of like yeah. ancient root bridges.
4: Oh yeah, are you looking them up.
0: Yeah,
4: oh, those are so cool.
0: Living, living bridges
4: takes like generations to get them going.
0: Oh yeah, I mean there's 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 a lot going on. Ooh, uh, how about like a like an uh, a a like a an inland sea that's like so salty that nothing grows there, and it's like. Mm. A big clearing in the middle, but like, I mean, with that much salt, you could very easily float across it. That would be really cool. Uh, cool. <laughs> I like this. Okay. Um,
3: You're writing this all down, Ellie.
0: I am writing it all down. Okay. I will, uh, I, nothing's getting lost. Right I'm recording it
3: too. <laughs> oh, yeah. good, 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 good. good.
0: <laughs> um, right now, I it's it's kind of just a bunch of random notes, but I'll I'll share the uh the the doc once we're ready, and then we can kind of keep we can keep working on it throughout the week until um we decide to do this again um okay so rangers there Uh, probably hear my keyboard typing um so okay so uh dwarves and other like underground races so maybe like gnomes and uh certain like uh certain other, i mean i'm trying to think of like kobolds yeah.
2: Cobaltes.
0: Cobaltes, i feel like yeah. they would
4: i feel like they would at least stick to the mountains or stick to the forests around where their mountains used to be yeah i mean well I... so
0: are there any are there any mountains that are so tall that they're above the canopy
3: i mean we could like, have one islands, or two basically
0: you know like
3: to make it interesting maybe, yeah maybe
2: one or two maybe not a lot Maybe so, like one that, might all, all, yeah. that might be where the, the concentration of civilization goes, though. So. Yeah, yeah. Some of the last places where we could find i
0: in one of those. I'm so, kinda, yeah, just, It's just, like Waterworld, like, you know? I'm yeah. kind of picturing. I mean, I hate to like, mention it, but Waterworld is like that, where there's like the, the Mount Everest was still above the water level because it was so tall to begin with.
2: And becomes a small island because of the change in landscape and the temperature and all that. Yeah, so yeah. I would imagine maybe like one, two places and they're probably so far apart. Yeah.
3: I'm picturing like a giant snow capped mountain split down the middle by a big bunch of roots and like oh, it's you know oh, things have shifted to such a violent degree that uh you yes. can just see a cross section of where they used to live and now they go on expeditions to their ancestors old home you know oh can you imagine the expeditions there must be to the old cities
0: oh my god
3: well that that's where you get your metal and a bunch of your lost technology right
0: yeah uh, yeah
3: you mean they used to burn this stuff yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Oh, I love this. I'm
3: picturing huge,
4: huge like if we're talking like giant trees with like block. Uh, I'm picturing like a city block-sized trunk. You could almost like
3: carve out homes and towns inside trees. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like a lot yeah. of a lot of things that are inside are carved out into these trunks. Wow.
2: There's probably there are probably certain a rights a right of message in certain communities where your thing is like right before you get married or maybe right before you go off to to become a man or a woman you have to pick out a trunk within the which hasn't been carved yet and carve your home like have the, the cross section or like the door to your home and if you can't do that you won't be able to get married or
0: whatever.
2: Yeah, like, it might be be something that maybe. I wonder if that
4: could almost be like alternate dwarf floor too. Instead of rock, if they started digging into trees.
0: Yes. Yeah, like mm. I mean, because some of these trees could probably grow enormous. Like they could, they could house like. I mean, there's already kind of lore about that in like you know basic fantasy worlds where it's like oh like the. The elves live in this enormous tree and it's like big enough to build a whole city inside of it um there could be like you know like remnant things like that like imagine the elves had had one of those like they had an enormous tree that they lived in and now it's like buried underneath all of the other trees oh yeah but like part of the elven rite of passage is to go down and like pick a fruit from the tree or something like that and bring it back up to prove that like you've been down there and you've seen the history because like it. yeah
4: so this, this gives us an easy way to introduce the the warforged that yeah. were awakened when the forest was
0: yeah Ooh, what's the thing i was just gonna say oh i was the in the middle forest. of typing something else i can't forest talk type a, at
3: time. well warforged yeah. i bet i bet people would hunt yeah. warforged yeah. for uh, for riches
0: <laughs>
1: yeah again i I also really like the idea personally of like wooden war forges. like i think that's like a really cool concept Mm -hmm. so like doing something like that would be cool also um i'm also kind of interested in how like this much plant life putting out that much oxygen might make like areas near the ground toxic because of like oxygen toxicity so like Uh. i don't know that's just one of those things that i like to think about so i don't know if like
4: that's something the you guys are like maybe the wildlife could be adapting to it and getting to be giant
1: size well yeah you know, maybe that's yeah. why there's Civilized a lot
3: it's right. the reason we yeah, used or, to uh, support like, dinosaurs and thing giant like,
1: things imagine an area where like uh like it's like death valley but like all the wizards are like listen whatever you do do not cast any evocation spells here because the entire thing will just go up go up because there's proportion. like so much like like burnable stuff yeah, yeah but,
0: oh yeah
1: fireball becomes a meteor like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, well no. i
0: imagine like in the early in the early days of this catastrophe like so many places must have been just burnt to the ground because they couldn't mm-hmm. like handle things oh, i'd be the I, first person to also, house to the um ground.
1: not not to like not to like get you guys on like another track or anything but like the other thing too is like i imagine that evocation and necromancy becomes like much more uh, important, as like you need the, kind of those two schools to like keep the growing things back and in in line.
0: Yeah. Um, well, so that's what we were like, saying before, like a, like having like a a wizard enclave that's just like continually blasting back. This, yeah. Like, Encroaching forest. It's,
4: it's Jerry's burning service. You got some vines creeping in. I'll take care of them for you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I. I kind of like the idea of them being public servants, but like uh, folks that that show talent for evocation and such are actually kept on a very tight leash, you know, heavily regulated, because that that stuff dangerous, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Well, I imagine imagine that, like... You know, like, or a sorcerer. A sorcerer with a fire bloodline. Like, no. What happens when they just start randomly casting fire because they can't control it, you know? Chosen one. Yeah, like a yeah. 12 year old suddenly sets your house on fire and it catches and your whole town is burned down. Like, oh
1: no, you know? I also have to it's imagine that, like, I, I have to imagine that, like, creation magic, like, like, um, conjuration and stuff like that is like way more heavily feared because, like, with all this, like, rampant, verdant stuff going on, like, you know, Jerry down the street who summons plants for like on his spare time, like, kind of looks a little weird, right? Like, well,
0: yeah like druidism would probably be like almost forbidden because like
3: thanks
1: a lot jerry
0: (laughs) (laughs) well like you know like even if the druids had nothing to do with it like i can imagine people scapegoating them as like the people who brought this on because they're the ones who work with nature and so like have being a druid would be kind of something you don't tell people and you just pretend you're like you know you're a wizard or
1: or um the other thing, too, that you could do is uh, kind of kind of stealing from another um, campaign setting is kind of like what they did with uh, Dragonlance and like the wizards, like they're much more like heavily restricted and like much more like overseen if you're a druid. So like rather yeah. than being like, oh, yeah, like I have to go to my druid circle, it's more like, oh, no, I or or like uh, Dragon Age, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, no, I have to go to the Chantry because like, I'm a druid and like, if I don't do this, the paladins get mad.
0: Yeah. So like, <laughs> Yeah.
4: Funny.
0: I mean, in yeah. this world,
1: the era, Cockra is king. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, any, also, any also, to, also to kind of like circle back to one of the things that somebody else mentioned about like um, insects and like ants and like bees and stuff. Uh, I like that uh, personally, but like, I also would think that you get a lot more mileage out of insects that don't have a colony structure. So things more like spiders or like uh, scorpions and, and things like that that are kind of more like solitary creatures might be a little bit better because they might be a little bit easier to tame than yeah, ones that have quite, like...
0: Giant spiders. Like imagine like uh, like a boat strapped to the back of a giant spider and like that's how Ooh. you get around on the, the canopy. Like certain certain areas that are like amenable to well, giant spiders.
1: Actually... now now having now having said that giant spiders would definitely form the highway because like it's like silk strands going wherever you want right like yeah yeah yeah
3: well um i like the idea of domesticating them they'd be able to uh control the giant ant population or the termite problems yeah (laughs) Yeah. let's use them as um
4: like guardians or something um oh yeah 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 it's like a guard dog but creepier yeah you know well, yeah. un, un, unspoiled uh, giant spider egg sacks are like a huge commodity
0: <laughs> oh yeah just sending people down to the to the forest floor to like collect like trapdoor spider eggs
1: <laughs> yeah I, I can now picture like a, a thriving black market of like fake insect eggs and like ones that they're like oh yeah this is definitely a spider and it ends up being like a giant like scorpion or something
0: yeah yeah, yeah. you
1: know you sold me a bum spider.
4: <laughs> Once again, the ranger is just... Oh, yeah. Best friend. It's about time for them to be in the sun.
0: Yeah, exactly.
4: For centaurs, what are they going to do? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I was we're just so thinking so about that.
3: And I was thinking about, <laughs> like, an artificial landmass, like, on the the branch of, like, one of the giant trees. Like, they've imported a whole bunch of soil from the surface and, like uh put it all down on this this particular artificial like plains where they keep livestock and such
1: yeah uh, so, like i was i went immediately like the other way of like imagine a centaur the size of like a tyrannosaurus oh jesus and, and, like, <laughs> and i was like yeah no they just they just prowl the forest like you know just yeah. just like much more like like uh baser as they've kind of like adapted to the area below but like. I, I do kind of like the idea of them being like on an island somewhere, just like, send help like that. That's kind of funny to yeah.
0: me. Yeah, I mean, you do have to kind of think about like the idea of like the Aarakocra being so important because they can fly and that's basically the way to travel. Um, if you don't want to like, you know, walk across the canopy, which is dangerous because like, you, you don't know if the leaves will hold you on your next step um but the idea of being like a like a landlocked race kind of like centaurs like you know horses can't climb trees so right. what happened to all of them um I mean, and like ho-
4: hold up somewhere in the forest and yeah just... yeah
0: or maybe like maybe they're like it, you know centaurs are i think technically fae creatures so they could okay. also yeah. have been like part of the like kind of invaders of oh. like from this fey wild thing maybe they were like Maybe the centaurs are the ones who did it. <laughs> I don't know. This, um, this seems weird the, that they would do that when they can't actually get anywhere on the tree.
1: Well, the the another thing you could do is like, they run like the only, like you can also run them like coyotes. Like they're, they're the people that know all the ins and outs and the safe ways like on the ground. So like they oh, yeah. charge services to like get you from
3: point A to point B over like the old paths, so. Yeah sorry i got called away there was a peanut butter apple emergency in my house oh
2: no (laughs) yeah i like the idea of the centaurs being absolutely massive and and being on the ground (laughs) even the idea of them being invaders because it makes it makes it like yeah they're invaders and they're if you go down there you get stuck down there you run into them you don't know anything about them yeah. at all it's really yeah. into you. and it's, it's of giants over and it.
0: centaurs you
2: know like
0: because like you think of giants like they're they have a, all of these different kinds of giants they've hill giants and stone giants and maybe they're centaurs instead and they like roam they're like the only civilization that lives underneath the trees um like openly but they're all massive and like you have to be very careful dealing with them because you know yeah. I don't like another, one
2: yeah. another thought I had is um, maybe horses and um, equine is it equine? Equine. So horse and horse-like animals. Maybe they uh, maybe they um evolved crows to lighten goats instead. Yeah. Because goats, if hey, you ever seen a mountain goat, there's a video of a bunch of mountain goats um, climbing a dam. Yeah. Um, it is one of the wildest videos I've ever seen because the dam looks like it's a flat face and these animals are climbing it like it's mm-hmm. So maybe the horses become certain climbers instead. Or maybe for um, the horses, they start eating goats.
0: I kind of like that. Like, I like the idea of, of an like finding the right kind of animal. And like, I mean, imagine like riding goats, but they're like the size of horses because they're still the most sturdy-footed creatures in the in the area. They can climb up and down. They can find the smallest little like thing on a tree. Like, imagine like a bunch of like dwarves riding goats through the forest like leaping from branch to branch it's
4: terrifying
0: that's that's oh that's so cool
4: i've been trying yeah. to ride one if you're not used to it
0: yeah <laughs> you gotta you gotta <laughs> strap yourself in because they're just gonna throw you off because they run they, so fast
4: they just knock you out and they just get carried
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and maybe part of the reason why they ride or like part of their training for their riding is of oh, you have to know how to move through the three limbs without Actually, stepping on any of the tree limbs without having a goat. So maybe they also have um, other climbing gear that allows them to swing from branch to branch, or they have yeah. things out the thing to to the tree stump as if they were able to walk up the sides or something like that, like spider climb or some stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: But
4: what about the humble halfling? What could they
2: do? oh man i feel like the halflings are probably your acrobats they're probably still your entertainers they're probably still the people that are doing the they're the ones that no one actually ever notices who's probably tending to the graves maybe
0: they're maybe they invented um uh, airships like maybe they're tra- maybe they're like because. oh uh, you have like two kinds of halflings you have like the hobbit halflings that are like we stay at home in our little underground burrows and then you have like the kender halfling who like to travel and like do all kinds of things maybe they invented like a way to trap like carry their caravans but just attach them to like balloons or giant maybe they tamed like rocks to carry their like uh their their caravans everywhere or something like
3: that yeah they've still got their tight-knit community but they're always moving you know always
4: traveling at this point
3: yeah floating from area to area and they've got like these bulbous sort of shapes uh that they they carry their their homes around it's like uh it's like a little hobbit hill but it's more it's more like on a wagon or something you know
0: yeah Yeah, like they're just little like Uh, the
4: redneck yacht club but (laughs) halflings. (laughs)
0: So it's a
2: giant, a bear, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like
4: it. They'll just tie themselves to a couple trees far below where everybody else is and just do their own thing.
0: Yeah.
2: Has anyone been watching um,
3: The Wheel of Time on Amazon Prime?
0: Oh, no i
3: haven't watched it yet no i i sunk countless hours into reading the books and i was like well i'm not going through the tv show
0: <laughs> um,
2: if you read the books you know the thinkers. that's what i thought of when you guys started mentioning the caravans i was like ah so like them probably maybe not the way of the leaf though i don't imagine that they're they would be a uh, pacifist
0: yeah
2: But uh, but, yeah, definitely like like, funky clothes, lots of like
0: music. I mean, they probably travel easier than others. One because they're small, so they don't need to carry as much. Like, it it would probably be a small race that would invent like flight or or you know airships like that because all of their stuff weighs like a third of what everyone else's weighs. Yeah, I'm imagining like like a flotilla of balloons and and stuff. Yeah. Like that. um but they'd also probably be some of the like they, they're probably like the new like they probably deliver mail you know or like uh mm, they, they have like all the gossip from like these different areas that they've traveled to because you know yeah. they can easily travel.
3: they're at the mercy of the air currents they have no propulsion you know they they just yeah. go wherever the wind takes them on their balloons cool
4: People in the rainforests live in constant fear of uh, grung raids. Yes!
2: Uh, oh, Jesus. I think it's the
4: tree frogs so the perfect yep. environment. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yep. Poison too. darts
0: that they just, like, stick into their skin and then shoot at you. Goblins, uh, too. That they
4: just climb up and just... I picture I'm picturing goblins swinging around on like vine trapeze
2: and just I really like the idea of another race that lives below the canopy but that lives specifically like in the mushrooms that grow on the trees or oh, yeah, yeah I, have,
3: have the spores be toxic to everyone but these people
2: you like,
0: everybody. everybody. Oh,
3: Lizard folk, maybe the turtle.
0: Ooh,
2: yeah, maybe, maybe folk, right? uh, right the Like lizard might Turtles
0: with like mushrooms growing oh. off their backs.
2: Yes. Oh, yes. That's,
4: that's my entire aesthetic. I I love <laughs> turtles.
2: Turtles and lizard folk that, that live down below the canopy. Spores don't bother them at all. They actually mistreat in really nice and just their scales shine and stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
4: finally have enough protection that they start living past 50 years?
3: Come on. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: so, question here. Um, what kind of antagonist do we have in the underground of this world? You're like the, the ruins and stuff. Would it just be all dead people? Or would it be some kind of uh, magically twisted sort of uh, ancient folks.
4: I, mean, I feel like if, if you're living on the surface, you've got to be either completely bad or have a perfect system worked out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of like the idea of undead. Like, it's, it is used a lot in every fantasy, but like... But
4: they've been raised up. Okay,
2: so, so, oh, oh,
0: yes. Yeah, maybe. the like, it's, last it's,
2: it's, Yes. Spores that take over and make uh, people's lives. Absolutely. Yeah,
4: yes. yeah it's, it's from, it
0: called The Last yeah. of Us. Exactly. Like, yeah. like, uh, like
4: so, some, if, if I die, don't lower me to the forest.
2: yeah yes. Oh, man. Oh, wow. So, what do guest rituals look like then? What do the rights look like if we can't bury people, can't and bury we can't, people
0: can't
2: burn them, either. so what do you do?
3: I kind of like the idea of lowering the dead down to the floor of the forest to feed the uh, their, everybody's home, you know?
4: Mm. Oh, that's true too. Maybe Maybe the dead don't come back as zombies. Maybe if you just die down there, you do
0: oh like maybe maybe the undead like aren't really dead they're just like taken over by this like you know um, or whatever whatever happens to be controlling them they're just like a horde of basically undead but they're not entirely dead yet
4: They're that they, they, we they, treat them as dead
3: because they're basically they're brain dead, they're just being operated by a fungus. And yeah, yeah, living things leave them alone because you know you're not interested in zombie meat, That's right? Yeah, stay ye away from the mushroom groves,
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like just big, big wastelands that. that are all just like mush, giant mushrooms. <laughs>
2: That Means that probably
4: no one eats mushrooms. Probably not. You can eat your right hurt. to tell you what's edible. That's
2: true. So in like litter folk and turtle, they probably just eat whatever because it doesn't matter to them. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're
2: they're basically immune to it. Yeah, they're immune to it. Centaurs would probably be immune to it too, since they are the only play like the big folk that live down there. Yeah. Hmm.
3: So that means that there's an antagonistic force living under everybody's feet, probably eating away at the roots of all these trees. Like yeah. everybody's always worried about what's going on orcs. down there, but they're also scared of going down to the surface to check. Four crazed orcs hacking down the trees. <laughs> oh no! Aww and in warhammer they're pretty much a fungus already so they are yeah actually yeah. that
2: does kind of track <laughs> there is something else that happens to trees that i think is pretty neat um when there is lightning and trees get struck if you if, i don't know if you've seen pictures of this but like the insides of them sometimes will continue to burn the long, long after the thing is gone and something that I, that I was thinking about was maybe um, because we were saying that there's they can't burn anything, right?
3: Well, you can, but, but it's very tightly controlled.
2: Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's like super controlled that that you have to be with it. But what if there is um, a natural phenomenon that happens now when trees get struck by lightning that like it's it turns it essentially into like a light bulb. So it doesn't burn, um, but it causes uh, the room to continue so the glow just glow with this with this electric fire for years and years exactly. almost
4: it almost be your power source. Yeah,
2: yeah. so we can use it for heating. You can use it as a light source, so on and so forth. And it and it replaces um candles and yeah. open fires. Um, instead of having to be like, all right, we're gonna light this. We're gonna use the. Um, we're gonna use an open flame to get a hot adder balloon in in the sky. We're gonna use a branch that's been struck by lightning and get us in the sky instead. So that's a little bit safer.
3: Let's call it innervated sap or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, certain like kinds sap. Of trees. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: They're rare because you can light the inside of Monfire and the tree regrows
2: faster than it dies. Mm-hmm. So, search. So huh, that'd be fun. So certain so, if from a from a bird's eye view, if you're looking down at the at the surface of this place, every now and then you'll see a tree just glowing. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty neat. Oh, I like that. So, okay. yeah. Um whatever no, a no no folks no, just no, 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 lightning yeah. <laughs>
4: that's <sports> my fire tree
0: <laughs> uh okay so we've got we have mentioned dwarves and like other underground races like kobolds um and uh like grungs as like a a rainforest thing um mm-hmm. aerocakra uh centaurs um turtles and we haven't really talked about kind of the big the big group you know the big group that that everyone Elves, talks about Elves, knife demons. ears
3: yep. <laughs> well no
4: i'd like to think
3: <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to think that they become sort of lore keepers for this world like they actually might have seen this place when it was a normal place and uh yeah. um, oh for sure like either they're in their enormous enclaves you know where they they've they learned to live with like in the trees a long time ago either that or they're like they're traveling storytellers that collect everybody's stories and then like uh dispense with the histories
4: if they were the ones already living in the trees like that like the widows yeah. or high elves that had already like done this before so they kind of became yeah, I like the lore keeper, and mm-hmm. like, like, here's how to do it. You want to start a, you want start a tree city? We'll send you a couple druids to help you shape the trees. And good luck. Watch out yeah. for grung.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that. They're, they're, I are mean, they're the... poised to actually be like, well, this is a change, but not that much of a change. So. Right. Let's just adapt to it.
3: Welcome aboard, everyone else. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, A little late to the show, I see.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love sarcastic elves. Uh, All right. Okay, so elves are like lore keepers, Um,
4: lizard folk raiders. They just can't give up that meat. (sighs) oh yep. no oh no so if the, <laughs> if the centaurs are giant maybe they're always at war with a giant lizard folk you just get oh. god- you just get godzillas down there fighting centaurs and
3: yeah we were thinking uh, kaiju's wandering around right might as oh, well
4: Yeah. <laughs> why not exactly like can you yeah. imagine a, a a red dragon coming to your area
0: oh my god
4: it's time what to is... move there goes the neighborhood
1: yeah oh, yeah, yeah literally the- but all, all I can think of now is like, oh, thank God it's just the red dragon, not the giant lizard folk and centaur fighting outside my house again.
0: <laughs> yeah, the lizard folk can breathe lightning. It's very different.
4: <laughs> oh, I like that. Who else? We've got dragonborns, bugbears,
3: pollen season. <laughs> Christ, that'd <laughs> be the worst. Oh my God, <laughs> no. yeah i never have an allergy just yeah all back. the people with allergies are dead yeah <laughs> a, a, a cloud of pollen uh,
4: approaches you roll for initiative
1: <laughs> a swarm of pollen that's exactly what we need
0: yeah
4: just oh, soft, that was the, softball was just size like, allergens
0: yeah, um awaken trees and like oh. like yeah and like create like there could be like a walking forest oh, that no. just like travels around and is shepherded by these that. like awakened trees
4: Awesome. Uh let me let me add that on there. I like that. I just put that right into the world.
0: Yes. That fits in there. Um, okay, so the World does have like a thing here. So Apacra Bully Wugs. <laughs> um oh, no. Dragonborn.
4: Kobolds.
0: kobolds. We got we measured kobolds. Gnomes.
1: Yeah, they're one of Actually, the. um this this brings up a, an interesting question that I was going to ask, which is, what do they do for metal?
3: <laughs> oh, they don't use that <laughs> expeditions well, down to so the surface. Like, it's, it's a big deal
1: because, like, immediately one of my my answers to that is obviously like ironwood. Like, you can have like the ironwood trees and things like that that are are like as as sturdy as. But then, like, I also kind of like this idea of like there's certain trees with deep roots that just kind of like pull up this this like metal kind of like um uh like not like an excavator but like you know just kind of oh, like, exactly like what after, about. yeah, 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 I almost, yeah like, it, it like, almost
4: draws a vein into it
1: yeah mine the so trees do something like that, that where like like you have to yeah like mining trees and, and things like yeah. that which, yeah, or like you require like alchemical stuff is you have to like tap the tree sap that's like rich in these mm. like minerals and metals. And then like alchemically have to like get the metal out of it and then the steps can do stuff with
3: it yeah i like the idea uh, of metal being very hard to get and then [SSS1] being very precious once it's up there like metal stuff is like family heirloom material you know what i'm talking about
4: even just like old washer you know i mean like something small like oh we brought this up from the surface a thousand years ago yeah
3: nobody loses their wedding rings no
1: yeah well uh it's it kind of again um reminds me a bit of like Dragonlance in that sense that like nobody uses gold anymore they use like iron slivers and anything that's made of iron is like very important so like all your day-to-day stuff would be like made out of like like specific kinds of wood or like you can't even really do ceramic either because that still requires like huge expeditions down to like the base of the, the trees. yeah clay. I mean, like, clay would
4: be really yeah. valuable stuff that, yeah so i almost use those run fire run trees
0: ground. for that yeah yeah
1: yeah that also i do i just love the idea trees. of those like regenerating trees i thought that was really cool yeah
4: yeah that's a cool one
0: yeah i mean we're not we're not limited by science we can we can say the trees do whatever we want <laughs> uh okay so um we've got dragonborns gnomes
2: the other we do whatever we want. Thought came to me. Um, tree glass. Tree glass. A specific type of leaf that, when it dries, instead of it becoming brittle and becoming um. The composing it actually dries and becomes like glass so you can shape it and blend it and set it out in the sun to dry to have whatever containers you may need
1: Ooh. i like that because that also means that like a lot of like cheap weaponry could be made out of like rather than like flint and and like obsidian could be made out of like packed layers of this kind of like uh like thick layers of this like this like
0: uh uh glass leaf
4: yeah
0: Cool. I like that a lot. Um all right, dragonborn, gnomes. What's
4: we've got we've got Goliaths.
0: Yep, Goliaths humans. Bob um,
4: goblins.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And we can say some of the more exotic races like the Kalashtar, the Vidalkin or whatever, could be like from a
3: different plane. Like
0: Yeah, yeah. We don't have to account for every single. Sure.
3: Not like, right now. Phase. I mean, we we exactly. will deal with those on a case by case basis. Like goblins are all tribal and stuff, so you can always put them wherever and then give them yeah. their own story. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and we don't have to decide on all of this stuff right now. Um, I was going to wrap it up in a in a couple minutes for six thirty. Yeah, we're okay. just throwing things at the wall yeah yeah just the, this is our this is our brainstorming session we'll really get down to like brass tacks next time and talk about uh you know like kind of the more um specific things that we want to like build out
4: and i feel like this was really productive too because we know what's going on with the world and we've fleshed out 75 percent of the races yeah. so far to an extent so yeah
3: it's got a feel to it. Us. You you yeah, can go gonna by gonna feel for us. a lot of it.
4: Yeah. yeah, it's gonna help us like formulate like the cultures. I feel like we could do the the yeah. our next session on flushing out some of those different races.
0: Yeah,
1: at, at the risk of of uh, injecting something, though, uh, I just like to say two words: um, Capibara rat folk. <laughs>
3: <laughs> too chill to have any conflict on going on with them though sorry they, they'd have and to peacefully sorry. exist with no. everyone uh, <laughs> oh no
0: oh yeah well oh. I, we could probably introduce like monkey folk i know that there, some setting has monkey folk oh yeah um you know? that's not a jammer is it uh i don't remember oh no yeah.
4: Guys you guys know in the rainforest one of the one of the uh the problems that you come up against are um leeches that live on the land. Can you imagine the size oh, yeah. of a leech that would grow in one of these rainforests? It's almost oh, like god. your new like purple worm. Yeah, they oh, they yeah. just leave like raisin corpses. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah.
4: Oh god. Oh no <laughs> Also
1: I I I I definitely want there to be like a city on the back of a dinosaur, like for for the record, like, yes. that, I would like that. But yes. anyway,
0: um, well, like that so almost have like
4: does an work. ancient almost have like an ancient tortoise or something uh, the size of like a mountain. Ooh.
0: Now, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, can, it travels through the uh, through the world because it just pushes the trees aside. Maybe it has like a path that it walks or something, and the trees grow the back path. so quick that like it doesn't even.
2: Princess Mononoke, the great tree spirit, and all the trees just part ways. Yep, exactly. That's a good
1: movie. Cool. I I actually was thinking that when you guys were like, "Oh, it's just a giant forest world." I was like, "Oh, like Princess Mononoke vibes." Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 a little bit of that. I feel like I feel like the, this setting started as that, and then like some like basically the forest just took over, like. Humans pushed yeah. too hard or whoever did, they pushed too hard and, and nature fought back and now they're in this world.
3: We lost the war. Yes. Like we definitely did.
1: Everything was fine until the Plant Nation attacked.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think we have a really great start. Here. I'm really excited about this. Uh I will get this into like a fresh dock and link it in uh probably the general um world general and then
4: or even if you can break it into some of the different subcategories that's in the world building uh, category yeah could be helpful just to help keep it organized and spark some dialogue on what we have already
3: Yeah. yeah i'll post the the video uh for posterity on on youtube or something and i'll i'll link it in in the general
0: yeah yeah we can i'll i'll make like a um i'll make a channel that's just like um uh like documents and uh and like video like recordings so we can just post all of that stuff
2: sounds like a plan
0: yeah okay um, awesome thank you guys for participating
3: yeah, it was it was real it' was good
0: it. fun um so I'll probably schedule the next one um I was thinking in two weeks do you guys want to try this on a weekly basis or like how how well does it work for you guys
4: um biweekly would probably be better for me okay,
0: that's what I thought I figured like that way no one is um is forced to kind of uh be here every single week to like get their their voice heard question uh i'll schedule the next
3: one yes sorry go ahead um
0: no go go ahead oh
3: okay so goals what should we come back with in two weeks
1: um hmm. yeah i was also gonna ask the teacher about homework
3: (laughs) i I didn't want to say that word but yes pretty much
0: (laughs) Yeah.
4: if somebody uh, can look for a world map of sorts just so uh, well, we can
0: yeah i can actually so i have i have um wonder Draft. i don't know if you guys are familiar with it it's like a map making software um so i can like i'll generate a couple of world maps and uh and link them and we can kind of pick which one we might want um what i what i intended to do for this was to share my screen so that you guys could see what i was typing and also like when we start working on the map you can see me adding stuff real time to right. like denote things but apparently you can't do that in stages which i think is the dumbest thing um lame
1: i i think i have a solution for that for two weeks from now but um i'll, I'll have to talk with you about it when i get help
0: yeah we'll, we'll figure something um, <laughs> um like worst okay, case so. scenario i'll just take screenshots of what i'm doing and post them
4: uh okay, so everybody should come up with three different important people or landmarks, either in the trees or below the trees. Yes. Perfect. Okay. That'll give us a place to work with. And maybe yep. if we kind of post Great. which uh yes. culture we're aiming for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We can, yeah, we can, now, maybe,
0: maybe we can each adopt. It's hard actively,
1: like I've got like three like right now. i am just <laughs> <mad>. <laughs> Four, you got to however left. many.
2: Yeah. So okay. I kind of like the That's idea so of each uh, uh, person taking a specific race or culture. Um, I, I think that that might work out a little bit better. Yeah. Thanks, to that. because um, okay. I feel like when you are able to focus on one um, one race or culture, you're able to like come up with like a lot of different things. Yeah. And just because that one race or culture like if you go race that race can live anywhere and you can have multiple cultures for one race
0: yeah so that's just a thought process uh okay so um why don't we claim um uh like our particular race slash culture in the general chat um actually in the races and civs uh one And then uh, that'll be like, then we can work on that um, and kind of do like the, think about three landmarks that they might have or three like important people or a combination of both um, about like that particular thing and then we'll, we'll kind of get it all um, down.
4: Sounds like a perfect springboard. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go. Yes. And uh, have some of the uh, stir fry I made earlier, but then I realized that this was going on, so
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, uh, thank you guys for coming, and I'll see you all in two weeks. All right.
4: Take care.
1: That's Thanks
0: better. a lot. Bye.